0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hello and welcome to your Wednesday edition of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Wednesday, November 2nd
2: yeah so adam i i think that's a nice addition by brett um, he is healthy right now which is which is a good thing uh look forward to getting him in in the mix somehow um, we're working through that we, we uh, uh, we're meeting as an offensive staff and going through those those things now so um, we'll just see how, how it sorts out here we've we've uh we've got one football and we've got a few guys <laughs> that we like to get the ball to and and, uh, and and we'll just we'll see how he fits in I, I, i'm not expecting him to uh learn the whole offense in a day I, I think it'll be a gradual process going forward even though he's a he is a smart kid so um, i'm sure he'll pick it up relatively fast
1: the last time we spoke to you guys here on the arrowhead drive the chiefs had yet to trade for giants second year wide receiver Kadarius tony Monday, we got our first chance to get head coach Andy Reid's thoughts on the trade and how the Chiefs will try and deploy their new weapon. As you heard, Reid seems excited to work with him and get him in the offense to see how they can try to utilize the shifty Tony here in the near future. The biggest thing that Reid confirmed was that Tony is finally healthy. Kadarius had been dealing with a hamstring injury that's kept him sidelined since week two. Tony's health and availability no doubt played a part in the Chiefs finalizing the trade offer, and we could see him suit up for Kansas City a lot sooner than we initially thought. The trade deadline came and went on Tuesday for the entire NFL. It seemed like all was quiet in Kansas City until they snuck in a last-minute deal, sending cornerback Rashad Fenton to the Falcons for a conditional seventh-round pick. The move clears $1.4 million in cap space. They also activated rookie cornerback Trent McDuffie, so the Chiefs Secondary moving forward will consist of Sneed, McDuffie, Jalen Watson, and Joshua Williams. While the Chiefs snuck in that last-minute deal, the rest of the NFL was on fire all day with a record-setting 10 trades on deadline day. Here are the biggest moves to know around the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens traded a second- and fifth-round pick to the Chicago Bears for All-Pro linebacker Roquan Smith. The Broncos were sellers at the deadline, shipping pass rusher Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins. Miami sent the 49ers' first-round draft pick, which they acquired in the Trey Lance deal, a 2024 fourth and running back Chase Edmonds to Denver for Chubb, and a 2025 fifth-round pick. They weren't done yet, as they sent a 2025th-round pick to the 49ers for running back Jeff Wilson. Neither was Denver, as they traded for Jets pass rusher Jacob Martin. Denver gave up a fourth-round pick in 2024 in exchange for a 2024 fifth and Martin. The Steelers were also busy in the AFC, trading wide receiver Chase Claypool to the Bears for a second-round pick and swapping late-round picks to acquire Commander's cornerback William Jackson III. The Jaguars decided to get in on the action, but not sell like many had speculated. They actually added Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley, a complicated trade that could wind up accounting to significant draft capital. Ridley is currently serving that suspension and will not play this year, but could be big for the Jags next season. Right at the deadline, the Buffalo Bills managed to acquire running back Naheem Hines from the Indianapolis Colts. The Bills sent back running back Zach Moss and a conditional sixth round pick in exchange for the pass catching back.
2: part I like the best is uh, they've made improvement every week. They're getting on the same page with the quarterback every week and uh, a little bit better every week. and and so. I think, um, you know, I I like what I'm seeing there. I I like the strength in which Juju's playing with the speed in which Marquez is playing. So um, and then obviously um, with McColl, he's been doing he's been doing a lot of different things for us and and doing them doing them well.
1: Yeah. Back to Tony, the Chiefs highlight of the trade deadline. He now works into an already deep group of Chiefs pass catchers. If you'd like to see more of what Tony can bring to the Chiefs offense this year, you can find our film reviews at arrowheadpride.com. While we spent a lot of time dissecting this group over the offseason, they've done more than surpass expectations for the Chiefs' first seven contests. This offense leads the NFL in points per game, and the Chiefs currently have two pass catchers in Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster, who could easily surpass 1,000 yards on the season. What's been more impressive is the way Kansas City has truly spread the passing game around into kind of a committee approach at the position. They currently have eight different pass catchers who have seen double-digit targets on the year and six different pass catchers who have double-digit receptions. Patrick Mahomes continues to spread it around across the field, and the addition of a healthy Tony to this already impressive group only brings one more weapon to the table.
2: On those, you've got to look at, um, you know, we're always trying to stay two to three years down the road. on on that part and our our financial guys do a great job with it and likewise the camp guys and and likewise beach does a great job with it so um they share that with me uh uh, you know it's my responsibility to get these guys to uh, uh incorporated and so that's kind of where my energy goes but they do they do have a plan there, and they do talk to me about
1: that. It's been apparent for quite some time that Chiefs general manager Brett Beach always has his eyes on the future while doing an impressive job of building for the here and now. With the addition of Tony, and this might seem optimistic based on his NFL career so far, but assuming the Chiefs continue to develop him and Sky Moore, then you consider bringing Juju back, or we don't know, maybe get something out of former Clemson standout Justin Ross, and all of a sudden the Chiefs could be heading into 2023, with one of the youngest wide receiver cores in the NFL. Travis Kelsey obviously brings the veteran presence to keep the train moving forward, and it might be tough for the Chiefs to keep Juju long-term after the season based on the ever-growing wide receiver market across the league. At the very least, this offense continues to get younger and banks on the Chiefs' ability to develop young players into perennial playmakers with Patrick Mahomes.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we keep everything open. So, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> there's a chance that that um, somebody gets traded or we pick somebody else up i mean this is everything seems to happen at the 24th hour and in, in this business and uh um so there there seems to be more activity at that time but we'll just see how see how it all rolls here
1: while you don't normally see contending teams be sellers at the trade deadline this was an interesting comment from big red Good teams always pick up the phone and listen to buyers and sellers around the league. It's easily noticeable which teams manage to stay consistently competitive around the league, and a lot of it has to do with their approach during this time of year. Of course, the NFL draft and free agency period play a huge part, but Kansas City's general manager, Brett Veach, has done an excellent job over the last few seasons establishing himself in the upper tier of NFL GMs. A lot of it just starts with the willingness to pick up the phone, even if the Chiefs aren't interested in moving one of their players.
2: I think phrase does a nice job with the self-scout keeping us up to date. The thing you get on this, Nate, is you get a little bit extra time to dig in and make sure that you're not missing something, right? So uh, so phrase heads it up. He gives it to us to go back through and kind of evaluate. And then if we have any questions with the staff on what the staff might think, we need to get better. We look at those. <laughs> I try to get the guys out and rest up. Is really <clears throat> what we try to do with the players, and then the coaches. We work a few days, and then we take a couple days off. And I think that helps recharge just a little bit. And uh, who knows? I mean, I, I have no answer. People ask me about this, uh, the wins after these. I have no. I mean, there's no secret to it. I, I don't know what the what the answer is we, i've been blessed to be on good football teams i think it's probably the best uh, bless with us with that
1: so that's probably the, the truth of it. i mean we discuss it every single year andy reed has a 20 and 3 record coming off the bye week it's easily the highest win percentage of any coach after a bye week in nfl history reed is also 12 and 1 coming off a of bye week when playing at home which the chiefs will do this sunday night against the 5 and 2 tennessee titans So the odds are seriously in the Chiefs' favor of improving to 6-2 on Sunday. Of course, you can't sleep on any team in the NFL. The Titans seemingly every year manage to be one of those frisky opponents who can give you problems in a lot of different ways. They don't win in pretty ways, but they always force you to play their kind of game. See last week's contest against the Houston Texans, where Derrick Henry ran for 219 yards and two touchdowns. Now on paper, Kansas City should find success against these Titans, but it's still a Sunday night football matchup featuring two five, and 5-2 teams in the AFC. Andy Reid will need to bring his best bi-week stuff on Sunday night. And that's it for the Arrowhead Drive for Wednesday, November 2nd. If you've enjoyed the Arrowhead Drive, please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, and while you're there, leave us a rating and a review. Coming up later today, it's the Great British Chiefs Show, and they take their first look at those Titans. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll catch you on Red Friday for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.